Take your Bible tonight and go with me through the Gospel of Matthew tonight. Chapter number 16, please. Matthew chapter number 16 tonight. Once you find your place in the Word of God this evening, I want to get you to stand with me if you would. Matthew chapter number 16. And I want to read just a few verses here. Matthew chapter number 16. And I'll read down through verse number 19 of this great and familiar passage of the Word of God. The Bible says, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon, for Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Father, I pray tonight, may you touch and use the word of God. And Lord, I pray tonight, God, may you help us preach. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, for what you do this evening. For we ask it all in Christ's name. And God's people said... You can be seated. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, the beginning of the gospel of Matthew, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Then the Bible says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The book of Isaiah chapter 9 reads like this. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light, and they dwell in the land of the shadow of death. Upon them hath the light shine. I want for a few moments tonight to talk about this church, this lighthouse. This church, this lighthouse. Some time ago, I did a little bit of a study on the Cape Hatteras Lighthouse. And I shared it in a message that I had preached some time ago. I want to go back to a few notes on that and talk about the church tonight as a lighthouse. For those of you tonight that may not know much about the history around our area uh, here in North Carolina, we are surrounded by something on our coast called the Graveyard of the Atlantic. In other words, it's a dangerous stretch of ocean, and that ocean over the past 400 years has had over 300 ships uh, which have went down uh, hitting what they call diamond shoals or a reef that is out in that area. Now years ago, matter of fact it was 1870, uh, there was a lighthouse placed uh, right in Cape Hatteras North Carolina. That lighthouse was to warn uh, all the ships out in that area of where the land was and they could 
use the lighthouse to know where they were. It was said that thousands of lives were saved because of that lighthouse and that lighthouse being where it was at. Now tonight I want you to think about this. The Bible says we are the light of the world. The Bible says that we are uh, as the children of God a light in this dark world. In the passage that I read tonight Jesus said to Peter uh, that Peter uh, you are uh, uh, and he called the word here in the Greek is Petros or little rock. God said I'm the big rock and you're the little rock but he said the church is built upon a rock or a solid foundation. The church is a lighthouse for others before they crash on the reefs and the rocks of this life they can see that light and they know that light is there. Uh, Listen, can I say this? I'm convinced that the lights went out in the lighthouse a lot of America. I'm convinced that the church is no longer shining that beacon of light. And you know that beacon would be up in the top of that lighthouse. And it would rotate in that lighthouse. And years ago there were no electronics. And uh, there were no electricity or things that ran that beacon. So they had someone called a lighthouse keeper. And that was someone that kept the light on at the, at the lighthouse. Amen. And can I say this? As a pastor of this church, uh, as leaders on this staff, I want to make sure that Calvary Baptist Church shines out the light of the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The songwriter said, thank God for the lighthouse. You remember when you were like those ships. You were sailing in the night. You didn't know which way you were going. You were lost. And then thank God there's a light that shone from the distance. Aren't you glad of that? Listen, let me say this. The purpose of the lighthouse is to project the light. The purpose of the lighthouse is to send the light. May I say it like this? The purpose of the lighthouse is to rescue the perishing and care for the dying. Can I say this today? What those Jehovah Witnesses had that came to my door today is not the light. I say this, Donald Trump is not the light. Rubio Cruz is not the light. Hillary's not even a bulb. But can I say this? And I'm convinced of this without a shadow of a doubt. I want you to understand that there is only one light and that light is the Lord Jesus Christ. And there is a light. And the church ought to be a lighthouse in this dark world living today. I thought about this when I was riding down the road. Uh, we were going down to Hilton Head see Miss Daniel play golf and Wendy and I were coming down the road and she was either looking at her, uh, her iPad or she was asleep. One of the other came in. But anyway, I looked over to the left and there was a huge light just kept going around in the sky. And you know how they do those things. And I knew it was probably something for sale. It was, it was a car dealership as we got down off the Interstate 26. But anyway, I was thinking about that light and I saw how far away that light was. And you know, when that light was far away, I noticed it, I paid attention to it. But boy, the closer I got to that light, the more I paid attention to it. And I wanted to know where that light was coming from. And every child of God ought to be like that. You and I are the light of the world and other people ought to see Christ in us. Hey, we are the light of the world. Amen. What scares me today is I'm afraid a lot of people out on the sea of life. And I'm afraid they don't get a lot of light. And that's scary. 
get a lot of everything else, but I'm not sure a lot of light. So I want you to understand the symbol of the lighthouse the symbol that Jesus said uh, to, the, to the, uh, those in Matthew. He said, uh, you are the light of the world, city that is set on a hill cannot be hid, neither do men light a candle, put it on a bushel. Uh, remember, Peter, he said, the church, so the church is that lighthouse. And Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I mentioned that lighthouse keeper. Let me just mention this. I read a statement about this, and if you know me, you know how much I enjoy history. That's why Brother Crabtree's uh, 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 trip up into uh, Philadelphia is just so interesting to me. I just love history things. And uh, that there was told that the keeper of the lighthouse was said was always said this to him, at any cost, keep the light burning. His job was to clean, maintain, and repair the light. His responsibility if the flame burned out, or the lenses got dirty or the wick needed trimming back in that day they just had to light the wick in the lighthouse there was no electronic light there was no beam and they had to light that wick in the lighthouse and keep it going by the way had to use oil to do that there's a whole lot I can say about that but thank God I'm glad in the Bible the Holy Ghost many times referred to as oil and can I say this well we need some good oil at Calvary need the light shining and hey we don't need to let the light go out at Calvary Baptist Church whether that's through the bus ministry, whether that's through Sunday school, whether that's through youth ministry, Spanish ministry, whatever it is, preaching in this pulpit, singing that choir, we need to make sure we keep the light on. Amen? We keep the light on. Listen, back in those days, the first keeper of the lighthouse in Cape Hatteras, this is interesting, his name was Adam Gaskins. He made $333 a year and they gave him a place to live. He worked 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and the lighthouse burned for 129 years, which is 47,000 nights. You know what that says? That says that he was a keeper of the flame. That says how many would have hit and crashed off the coast of North Carolina in the dark, in a storm, not knowing if they were going to run in the land or run into the sandbar, but they always were told, off the coast of North Carolina, if you see that light, that light is your saving grace. Make sure you know where the light is at. Friend, can I tell you this? There ain't but one light's going to change this world. If we're going to turn the tide, if we're going to be anything for God, we need to make sure we keep the light burning. Burning. Amen. We need to be like Tom Bodet. We need to keep the light on for him. Amen. And I want to say this. Several years later, the ocean got to the place where it was 150 foot, and I've literally seen that. I was had a fellow in my church I pastored in Burlington, and he drove a tractor trailer, and he took me down with him one time when they were delivering styrofoam as they were preparing to move the lighthouse at Cape Hatteras. The Cape Hatteras Lighthouse at one time it was 1,500 foot from the shore. When it got ready to be moved, it was 150 foot from the shore. Now I want you to watch this. So they raised the money. The U.S. government spent $12.5 million. They jacked it up, built railroad tracks to the new location. People from miles around came around and camped out to watch them move the lighthouse. Listen to this. Two to three foot a day is all they can move it. So you know what happened? Everybody got bored and they went home. 
I want to give you something. You know why they went home? Listen to the analogy. Because they couldn't tell it was moving. It was moving so slow. Won't you listen? I'm convinced what the devil's done over the years. He hasn't moved a mile at a time, but just little by little, little by little, the light's going out. I'm going to tell you why my heart is at Calvary Baptist Church. I'm going to tell you why my burden is what we do. is because I'm telling you, we have light. And we need to shine that light. And we need to keep the oil. We don't need, as in the Old Testament, and Eli, we don't need to let the light go out in the house of God. We need to keep the light burning at God's house. We need the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ going out in this world. By the way, you need to let your light burn. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You need to let your light burn while you're outside of these doors. Amen. There'd been a day when someone like that lady would have come to my house today, I'd have been rude to her. But you know, once I told her I was a pastor and a pastor of a Baptist church, I knew being rude to her was not what she needed. What she needed to see somebody that had the love of God in them. I'm telling you. That's not easy because I, I want to, you know, jerk him out of the car and say, don't y'all realize you, you're being led astray and Taz Russell was nothing but a maniac, but there's no way that that would have worked. So I'm hoping she left our day thinking that Baptist preacher was nice. Maybe, just maybe, there's something more to what he's got than what I have. Amen. Now I want you to watch this. When they moved the lighthouse, something happened. Are you ready? They changed its purpose. Now, do you know what the lighthouse of Cape Hatteras is? It's a museum. It is no longer, no longer, because it's far back, no longer is the lighthouse anymore what it used to be. It's been moved. Can I say something to you? And I want you to understand this tonight. You know what's happened to the church? We went from being the lighthouse and the beacon to a museum. You know what a museum does? Puts a bunch of old relics in it that have got dust on them and sits in there and talks about what used to be. Amen. Talks about the ships. I think I'm preaching good. Talks about the ships they used to save. Talks about how people used to get some help. And I know used to ain't no good English word, but stay with me. I talks about what happened in the past and what worked in the past. But can I tell you what? There's still ships crashing. There's still people dying. There's still people drowning. And what we need to do as a church is we need to make sure we don't become a museum of what used to be, but we remain what we ought to be and that's a light shining to a lost and dying world. I'm convinced of that tonight, aren't you? Let me say real quickly tonight, people go in and they admire it, some enjoying it, but nobody anymore is saved by it. David Robert made this comment about socialized cycle of church growth. Churches start with a sincere desire to save sinners or to that effect. But as they become more established, they forget the original purpose. One writer said this about this lighthouse, and bear with me, I just love history stuff. Up and down the coastlines of the East Coast are yacht clubs in each city. They started out as a rescue station. Through the years, they found out it was more fun 
to socialize than rescue. And they forgot their purpose. If what sin goes on in here is the only thing we're concerned about and we're not concerned about the souls of men outside of these walls, that we become no more than a yacht club where people come to socialize. That lighthouse not only is now a parking museum, but also it no longer gives guidance. You see, lighthouses don't usually move and churches don't need to move. And by the way, the original problem still exists. Oh, I know modern technology in our day and radars and all of this in our day, but I'm telling you, the problem still exists. The danger is still there. Can I say something to you tonight? And I want to stop with this and we'll go home. But can I say this to you tonight? The entire sole purpose of Calvary Baptist Church, and I'm telling you this and I mean it, is to win people to Christ. I'm glad we have all the ministries we do. Brother Crabtree read a list a while ago, a mile long, the things we do. But the number one goal ought to be able to shine the light that other people may come to Christ. Has it ever dawned on you that people are going to hell? You ever thought about it for real? That people are dying every day and going to hell. And a whole lot of them in the shadow of the steeples of our churches. And they're in your neighborhood. In your neighborhood. You're going to drive by in your neighborhood one day somebody's going to have a reef on the door and family's going to be in the driveway. And you're going to wish and say, boy, I wished I'd have went by and invited them to church or told them about the Lord. Well, you can do that coming up here just real soon. You can shine the light. You can give out that light. And I'm going to tell you this, that light's still as bright today as it ever been. The world's darker, but the light's bright. Amen. Amen. I agree with that tonight, don't you? Y'all remember a little game used to be called Light Bright? Anybody remember that? Everybody played, how many of y'all played Light Bright? Raise your hand. Look at all the old people. All right. Anyway, uh, you remember you had them little pegs, them little, little, little peg things, little glass like in plastic things? And of themselves, they had no light. You remember that? I mean, you could hold them in your hand in the dark, and there would be no, there'd be no, no significance. But when you stuck those pegs into that picture, whatever it was, a boat or a car, whatever it was, the light in the picture, the light behind the picture would illuminate. And all of a sudden, it would just light up that little peg. Can I say this to you? We just got to get plugged in to the light. And if we do, we can shine bright for Jesus. Amen. Go be a light tomorrow. Be a light. Father, thank you so much tonight for the opportunity we've had to be in the house of God. Lord, thank you, God, that this church is built on soul winning, missions, telling folks about Christ. Lord, it might be old-fashioned in our day to walk up to somebody and say, hey, do you know the Lord? But Father, I don't believe your book's changed. God, I believe you still told us to go in the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. Lord, I'm pleading the blood right now over every single worker in this ministry. God, give us a soul winner's heart. God, I pray that you touch every bus captain, everyone that works on a route, every member of this church, 
in whatever capacity they serve, Lord, I pray you'd help them, God, to be a soul winner. To go, Lord, to go out and to shine that light. God, somebody's about to crash. Somebody's about to hit the reef. Somebody's about to go down for the last time. But God, we can be that light. Help us to be that light. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.